Thanks for listening to our podcast. Today's sponsor is Peterson Toyota. They just unveiled the first look at the 2022 Toyota Tundra. You can check out their website or their Facebook page and see some of the pictures of the the new body and the interior. It's the first full body redesign since 2007. Really classy looking on both fronts. As for performance, you can expect power, terrific all-terrain handling. They also got advanced towing technologies and much more. Peterson is the largest dealership in Northern Colorado. They've been doing it 50 years. They got great prices, great selection. Their staff will help you find the car or truck that's right for you. If you're in the market for a new truck or any new or used vehicle, please give Peterson Toyota first shot at your business. Thanks. Enjoy the show. Welcome, everybody, to Ram Nation Radio. Mike and I are squeezing in a quick one here today. Mike's basically on an elementary school recess break, and I'm on my own work hours, but we wanted to get one done here before uh, the weekend. And my wife and I... Did everyone we, we squeeze in a quick one? We try, but not really, though. They never seem too quick. I'm not talking about the podcast. Oh, well, you're lucky to have quick ones, pal. <laughs> <laughs> Better than nothing, huh? So... Right? Um, so, uh, yeah, wife and I are heading out to visit our son in Bozeman for Montana State's family weekend. The Bobcats, Mike, they're playing uh, Eddie McCaffrey's squad Saturday, which would be kind of fun. So um, that'll be nice to have a stress-free football game for me where I don't get so worked up during the game and have have a voice by the game's end. But uh, looking forward to that. Bozeman is a fantastic town. Uh, I highly recommend getting up there. My son made a pretty nice choice for his uh, his college. But Mike, we're coming off a heck of a road trip to Iowa City last Saturday. You and your crew threw one heck of a tailgate party as usual. Had such a blast and uh, look forward to chatting, chatting through my experiences there and yours. What, uh, what were your impressions of the trip in general before we actually talk about the game? I got to say, Iowa, Iowa City, great time, great time. Uh, find some of the local spots find some really good food we went to Wigan Pen on Friday for lunch and it's a pizza joint but they got it they got everything I mean your typical bark food but damn I had a calzone it was so good uh friends had hot wing pizza they loved it uh fried ravioli the wings there were on point like just awesome Thursday night man I gotta tell you effing crazy went went downtown um to the old Capitol building in in that area What's a sports column for those of you who live in Denver? Is it the, the original, same? Is it the same owners and same style? So it's the original. It's the original sports column. Those owners were the ones that opened up the one here in Denver. I don't think they they still own it, but uh, yeah, same logo. Almost looks identical, except the one here's a lot bigger. Four dollar pitchers of booze, uh, and if you don't know what that is, it's. It's mixed drinks, $4 pitchers of cocktails. Um, I was drinking, I was drinking rum and Cokes. Uh, needless to say, Friday was a bit rough um, for a lot of, almost everybody that I know, know that was there on Thursday night, Friday was a bit rough. Uh, everyone was moving a bit sluggish, but uh, on top of that, they had $4, like just monster Bud Light or uh, Bush Lights. Bushlight, the uh, drink of choice, apparently, in the Midwest. Uh, that's all everyone drank in, in Toledo as well, was Bushlight. Um, but then Friday, we did, we did a uh, CSU alumni get-together at uh, Joe's Place. 
and then everyone walked over to Big Grove. If you ever there, that place is awesome. I mean, huge brewery, beers are decent, uh, but the atmosphere is just awesome. Uh, tons of Ram fans, tons of Ram fans there. Um, I was talking with Nick Rogers from the Alumni Association yesterday, and he's he said that the owners or uh, someone related to, to Big Grove is a CSU alum. Do you know anything about that? So their their marketing director, she is from CSU, and one of their brewers is from CSU. Gotcha. In fact, like uh, he was on the same flight as a bunch of people. Um, obviously a bunch of CSU fans. He was in Washington and then Denver checking out, out hops and stuff for uh, one of their upcoming beers. And then I talked to, I had a chance to talk to the marketing director actually on, on Saturday at the game, but yeah, she was rocking her CSU gear the whole weekend, Friday night was wearing it Saturday during the game. So no, it was cool. It was cool. It, just seeing the support that Iowa city gives for Iowa, but then on top of that, what what CSU brought, you know, is it, it was an awesome, fun weekend. Yeah, what what struck me, um, and as far as my dining experiences, um, I don't even think I ate Friday night, which was not a good thing for me. I did not eat at Big Grove, and we closed it down basically. So, but the next night after the game, I think we ended up at a place called Thirty Hop. It was a brewery right near a hotel in Coralville. And that was a cool place too. We sat and drank beers and watched the, the nightcap football games at the bar. And so that was fun. Um, as far as you know, that, that was probably my only other culinary experience uh, on that trip. We tried to hit fuzzies late night after we left. Um, there's a fuzzies right next to our hotel too. Right, late night after the, um, after we left big Grove and uh, we missed their closing by two minutes. So I did not eat basically that whole day. And that, Made a Saturday morning a little bit rough, but uh, only way to cure that is to get back on the horse right away. And we certainly did that starting at what, 9 a.m. at your tailgate. So that was a blast. Um, but what what struck me about just the town uh, was cool to see, you know, basically Hayden Fry is everywhere. Statues. I saw four different statues of Hayden Fry in like a, you know, one mile area. And, you know, there was a life-size bobblehead in our hotel uh, just, I mean, obviously, and there was a Hayden Fry Avenue or something like that. Uh, so he's, he's big. It made me think, man, I wish we would, I wish we would immortalize Sonny like that throughout our town because he's kind of that kind of figure, you know, and you don't get a better um, representative for your university and your football program than Sonny. So um, I would love to see that kind of being worked on over the, the coming years. But well, you know, uh, on top of that, everywhere you went, there were Hawkeye statues. You walked yeah. anywhere downtown. You know, we went from sports column and then like just one block away is Brothers Bar, another bar yeah. that's in Denver. Um, but all around there is, is, is you know, it's kind of like a mini, you know, kind of like, a lot like Old Town. But there were Hawkeye statues, Hawk statues everywhere, you know, and, and that's something that we don't have. Like you go you go to Madison there's Bucky statues everywhere. There's a Rondane bobblehead, like a life-size Rondane bobblehead. You go to Michigan, there's there's Wolverines everywhere. You go, I mean, pretty much anywhere else in that Midwest area, and there's statues. We don't have anything. You know, Tracy, Tracy was talking, my wife was commenting the whole weekend. She works at MSU Denver. How she wants it, her goal is to get a Rowdy statue. That's, that's uh, Rowdy the Roadrunner. For those of you that don't know, <laughs> on campus at at uh, MSU Denver, and I'm like, God, I want I want Cam the Ram bobbleheads or statues 
everywhere in Fort Collins. Like it was like seeing that support, you know, you know we, we don't have that. And, and I'm not talking about just like the, the numbers of fans or whatever. It, it's how the entire city is just behind them. We went to Shields when we got in. We got into town Thursday. We went to Shields just as big. Actually, I think the one in, in, in Greeley is bigger than, than the one in Iowa City. But you walk in and it is just Iowa. It, there's just nothing but but yellow and black as soon as you walk in. And, and I'm like, you go to the one in, in Greeley. Yeah, they, I mean, comparative to uh, other places in Colorado, yeah, there's a lot of CSU gear. But, I mean, it is maybe one-tenth of what they had at, at, of Iowa gear at Shields in Iowa City. Right. Well, it's, it's, it's what they have there. It's all they have. Right. I mean, it's, they've got their Hawkeyes or you're a Cyclone fan, you know, it's, there's no professional sports, you know, there's no, there's not a lot to compete for their attention. So it's, it's, it's awesome to see the passion that they have. And obviously they've got hundred plus years of tradition and and being in the big 10 and playing quality athletics. So um, that was, that was cool. I really thought that was awesome. I thought the stadium itself was cool. You know, the concourses had that like old school feel with the brick and the archways and um, inside seemed modern, you know, and, and large fans were loud at times. They, they could have been louder, but we, we kept them at bay. Um, you know, I thought that their, their entrance was badass. I don't know what you thought, Mike, or if you saw it, but they showed basically they had um, they showed the team coming out of the locker room and then basically working their way through the bowels of the the building, you know, from the locker room to the field. And they had a camera kind of following, you know, the quarterback and then the rest of the team just kind of coming around each corner and every hallway was lit with like Hawkeye logos and they were playing back in black by ACDC. And it was, you know, they had their black jerseys, black jerseys, black helms. It was so cool. And then what I, the other part I thought was cool was once they got to the, the entrance to the field, you know, there was no like, they didn't just crank up the music. They didn't start doing smoke or fireworks or anything like that. They basically um, waited for everyone to catch up, you know, through the tunnel and got to the field. And then they locked arms and walked, you know, solemnly to the sidelines. It was like, you're like, Oh God, these guys mean business. So I, I actually thought that was cool. And that's kind of one of the things that you just love about college athletics that every school has got its different identity. You know, they're blue collar, you know, hardworking, you know, farm, you get that farm feel to these guys and, you know, they just go about their business and don't need the flashiness, you know? So I, I thought that was really cool. Um, you know, and then the, the wave was, was pretty special. I thought, you know, you hear about it, you see it on TV and then being part of it was, was touching for sure. You know, we were right under, you, you were right behind you right there with me and you basically turn over your shoulder in the children's hospital is sitting right there. You could actually see their faces from where we were. And so, you know, that was cool. And then you kind of, you know, I glanced back and, and just to see everybody partaking, not just fans, not just players, but officials, everybody that was in that building was, was participating. And it, it was, that was pretty cool. Kind of brings everything into perspective when you, you find yourself getting overly worked up about a football game and, and you see kids up there that are battling cancer. So yeah, you know, you know, having lost a cousin when, you know, when I was six days after my 12th birthday, she was seven, uh, losing her to cancer, um, however many years ago, it was awesome. But I had to tell you my favorite part was there was one patient and they had an Iowa state flag flying up in their room. <laughs> I thought that was just, 
Oh yeah. You, thought, oh, on Saturday. Yeah. I saw it yeah. too. I thought that was hilarious. That, yeah. I thought that was the ultimate, like, yep, I'm still, thank you for this. I'm still right. going to support the Cyclones over the Hawks. So I thought that was awesome. That was funny too. Yeah. I, I definitely noticed that. Um, you know, the other part about this trip that was cool, which is that, you know, this is, this is why you love these kind of games is it allows you to see parts. I've never been at the state of Iowa before. So um, once we uh, decided we're making this trip, and, you know, you look on the map and we flew in the Cedar Rapids and you look on the map and Field of Dreams is just an hour and 15 minutes north of us. Um, we were like, screw it. We, we got to do this. You know, when, when else are we going to have this opportunity? And, you know, it's one of my favorite movies and, and uh, you know, I've loved it ever since it came out. And every time it's on TV, I get stuck watching it. And, you know, you still get that lump in your throat at the end. At least I do. I know you're not a sap like me, Mike, but, but uh, we drove up there. And it's literally for an hour and 15 minutes, nothing but corn on both sides of the road, corn, um, you know, farms and uh, not much else. And uh, you pull into this small town called Dyersville. And there's a, you know, there is a, uh, you know, a couple signs that lead you to the, to the complex and you pull in and it was literally just like you'd see in the movie. It was, it looks the exact same. It was funny. We, my, my buddy, John Baller and I, we put on, uh, we had, we had uh, the little, the music from Field of Dreams going as we pulled in there and we were just, it was, it was just kind of, it was kind of cool and special. And we, so you pull in, you know, it's free. You can go in. I mean, they, they suggest donations and we donated and, and went and parked and it is basically a free for all. There's not like major rules or anything like that. You'd think that they would protect, you know, the field itself and make sure people aren't, messing it up but there's dogs running around there there's people throwing there's people took you know there's a girl taking batting practice you know the, the guy that her boyfriend pitching to her couldn't he did not have any skills whatsoever but it was basically a free-for-all it was cool man you know the bleachers are still there the house looks the same the only thing that really was different was the you know there's the, the barn next door next to it now which is basically the pro shop um or not the pro shop the, the gift shop and uh so we took a bunch of pictures. That was cool. Went through, you know, and took videos of us walking into the corn and like disappearing. It was awesome. And then we wanted to go see the, um, the big field, the major league baseball field where they had the game this summer and uh, it was blocked off. They had, they had a gate that basically said no trespassing. So I don't know if that property is owned by, by someone else or major league baseball, but we were like, screw this, man. We at least got to get a peek of it. And so we were like, we, we went through the corn. We found one of the, we went through one of the rows of corn and just kept going towards the, towards the major league field. And you could see probably, you know, the light poles are probably a hundred yards away from the, the little field. And we got all the way through, we, we found our way to the actual maze. Remember the uh, major league baseball logo maze they have. We found that and then found our way home. We were probably 20 yards from the field and we run into a fence and we're like, God, so they, they didn't want anybody in there. We tried to climb this flimsy little fence just to get a peek, but the corn was too high. So we didn't get to see any of the, the big field, but it was definitely worth the trip. And, uh, I, you know, those are the things you love to, to create memories when you go on trips like this. Well, you know, that's that's one of the things that I love when we go on on these trips. You know, my wife and I, you know, we might be a little more fanatical than than the average Ram fan, but uh you know, we went to Toledo two weeks ago. Yep. And uh, we did that. That was that was our daughter's first away trip. We took um, our youngest nephew for his high school graduation. You know, we flew into Detroit Friday morning, then drove, got to Toledo, the, the Detroit of Ohio, as, uh, as it should be nicknamed. Um, but we got there 
hit up a brewery, have fun there. Nephew had his first legal drinks because you can drink at the age of 19 in Ohio. You can drink beer as long as uh, as your uh, sponsor buys it for you. And then we went to the alumni function, but we went to the Mud Hens game. So that's the Tigers AAA affiliate. Yeah. Yeah. They had just clinched the day before. So we went there, had a great time. It's awesome little ballpark. I mean, the whole downtown area was, was a lot like um, Lodos, uh, just on, obviously on a smaller scale. But, you know, had a great time, went to the game, we won, had an awesome time with the few fans that were there. There was about eight of us that weren't player parents, I think, or big-time donors that the team flies out. Um, but had an awesome time. And then the next day we went to Detroit, went to a museum, uh, hung out, checked out the ballparks, Fort Field and, and Comerica. It was awesome. And, you know, exactly what you say. I mean, this is what road trips should be about. And, and we'll talk more about this. I know we're going to cover AAC and, and Mountain West expansion and, and all that in a few minutes. But that's what these road trips are about, like going out and seeing a different part of the, the country that, that you're not used to. You know, even even going to like someplace like Logan, Utah, I loved the trip I went out there. We hung out in Ogden a ton, uh, had a great time. You, you, you should have a fun time anytime, anywhere you go. And it, and it doesn't matter where you're going. It's what you want to do when you get there. You know, Iowa City's not exactly, you know, a destination city, but it was a freaking blast. I'm so glad that we went. And I want to go back when CSU doesn't play him. I think it'd be awesome to go and just cheer, you yeah. know. Yeah, I mean, you said it. I mean, you, you pick a Toledo, and everyone's like, "Why would you go there?" But it's what you make of it, and you find you find fun things. Heck, in two thousand three, or no, in nineteen ninety nine, uh, we went to the first ever game at in Provo, the first ever Mountain West game. It was CSU versus BYU, and um, we had a blast there. Obviously, it's a little bit different, you know. And we spent most of our time, you know, in Salt Lake City, but. Um, it, you can still have a great time seeing a new part of the country, no matter how different it is or what there is to do there. You, you, you can, you know, you're surrounded by other fans, you make it fun. So, you know, so that being said, I mean, how did, how did Iowa fall into your, you know, you've, you made a lot of, you've made a lot of road trips in your years. So what, where would this fall like in your, in your rankings, is it top five? And this is John, just CSU, just CSU. Yeah. You know, if, if you're looking at just CSU, then yes, for sure. Um, Obviously, the Boston College yeah. trip, that, that thing was awesome. Seeing Fenway getting a win, you know, yeah, that helps especially the way that we did it. That I mean, that's obvious. That's always going to be my favorite road trip. Um, the two Bama trips, those were just unreal. Yeah. I mean, those are just unreal, both yeah. of them, for so many reasons. So many reasons you and I and he, you know, yeah. text about. Steve and Colby. And joke about. Yeah. And Colby, Yeah. Um, you know, Fayetteville was a great time, had an awesome time in Fayetteville. Um, and yeah, Iowa City, that's up there. I mean, it was, yeah, it was awesome. Again, just seeing the support that the whole town gives them and, and yeah. just how friendly everyone was. You know, that I mean, there's a saying, Iowa friendly, and, and it's true. I mean, everyone was awesome. I mean, you, you were with me after the game, you know, we bounced around to two random tailgates, you know, just bumming a beer and hanging out and chatting with everybody. It was awesome. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, you know, I, I, it's, it's in my top five for sure. Um, 
I don't necessarily have them all listed out, but when I think about it, I, I, I put Virginia up there from 2002. Um, it's probably influenced by the exciting way that we won that game as well. But that, that is a cool historic, you know, city, the city of Charlottesville is just, is really cool. That was a blast of a trip. You know, the Alabama, the first Alabama trip I thought was the most epic, um, you know, you know, and that was a McElwain trip too. So you, you felt better about your team. Um, and then UCLA 2002, a lot of these are back when we were good, but um, UCLA in 2002 was a blast. We should have beat them. That was coming off the Virginia and CU wins. Um, Cal. You're not with us. And that. What's that? Little JB, little JB was with yeah. us. How, how yeah. are you? We were there. We, we actually were with little JB for a little bit, but. Okay. In the stadium at, at one point, but anyway, in the Cal, Cal was great in 2003, beat them. You spend time in San Francisco, Minnesota, uh, played at the Metrodome. That was a little bizarre, but, uh, and we got rolled, but that, you know, you go to Minnesota, that is a really fun trip. So those are fun. Then you throw in bowl games, you know, there's been a lot of really fun ones. The first ever holiday bowl yeah. was awesome. Uh, first Liberty bowl was ridiculous partying. Um, San Francisco bowl. That was not a good game, but you're, again, you're in San Francisco, uh, a couple of new Mexico bowls. So the point is like, yeah, um, you can have fun in Albuquerque. You can have fun in Tuscaloosa. You can have fun, uh, in Toledo. It's, 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 this is why I praised Joe Parker and, you know, on Twitter this week, it's just, these are, are moments where you not just, you're not just there to, to celebrate with your team or cheer on your team, but you're, you get to hang with all your, your pals and your fellow alumni, and uh, take in a new a new town, so that that was awesome. Oh, they're, uh, they're, they're memory games. I mean, that's and that's yeah. what it's all about. You know, shit, we had over a hundred people at our tailgate, you know, on Saturday. That was awesome. Yeah, you know, it was it was awesome just being around and and so many different people, people that you know we we'll, we might run into in the stadium, but just being with them all together at one time. I mean, it was awesome. It was such a great time. All right, let me pause real quick and encourage you to visit Ginger and Baker. The drinks, the dining, the atmosphere, they're all unparalleled in Fort Collins. And as we're in the heart of fall, you need to check out their market store. They've got shelves filled with all things football, baking, pumpkins, blankets, other cozy items that'll remind you of fall. And how's this for awesome? If you have apple trees at home or got a bunch of apples otherwise, gather those up, bring them in for their annual apple press at 11 a.m. Saturday, October 9th. Scrumpy's Hard Cider Bar will be there on hand with their press. They'll transform your apples into a box of crisp, fresh cider for just $7. Of course, you should always stop in for dinner at the cash restaurant, especially make your reservations now for homecoming next weekend. That is where I'm going to be going. Ginger Graham has a special thing going on here at Ginger and Baker. Stop on into my favorite restaurant in all of Fort Collins. Well, I won't go, won't go too much into the, uh, the game itself because, you know, we're, we're almost a week past it now. But, uh, you know, just a couple quick thoughts as I, I thought. Well, first of all, like the other big thing about the stadium that I forgot to bring up was, did you go buy like a six pack of beer in the stadium? They were, they had a cooler of, you could just go buy six packs of, of beer and bring it back to your seat in the cans. It was unbelievable. I, I didn't at Iowa city. I did at Toledo. I bought a six pack one round and a 12 pack another. I don't know if I was supposed to, but no, every time I went up, they were like very strict with the two, two at once. So I don't, I don't know, know what happened, mean. but it was, this was later in the game, probably third quarter and they were just like here yeah take as many as you want <laughs> and you just bring the can you buy it you grab the cans right out of the free the fridge and bring it back to your seat oh, that, was un- awesome. that was strange uh but cool and of course it was bush light but um or, or bud light you know it wasn't 
it wasn't the quality beer that they serve at, at canvas, but anyway, so a couple thoughts on the game. I, I thought Centeo took way too much of the blame, um, by our fans. I, I thought, has he been great this year? No. Um, but he did enough in that game. I thought that of course, we're all going to remember the miss. The, he, you can't blow that flea flicker. I mean, he was just that that's a game changer there. You can't blow that. And, and he did, and he's missed a few of those this year. Um, but I also thought against that defense, man, he, he made some really good passes and he also did a lot of good things with his legs that frankly, I don't know if another, uh, a quarterback who can't run the ball would have picked up those first downs. I mean, he, he, you know, third and long a couple times, he, he picked up first downs and one, on one of them, he picked, he scored a touchdown. Um, I, I can't believe how good the defensive line was against probably one of the best offensive lines in the country. I mean, we literally dominated them, literally dominated the whole game. Um, you know, it was unfortunate that the secondary is thin and, and continues to struggle, but one highlight was Robert Floyd's play, right? I mean, that was, you got a, a walk-on true freshman who's in there and, you know, he got flagged for a, a PI at one point in the game, but his pick, uh, we wrestled that ball away and then flipped the field and um, we scored on that drive, I believe. That, that was just unbelievable. We were going nuts. Um, the fumble, obviously, was the, was the big killer. It was the, the change everything in the game. Looking at the replay, it looked like it was on Vivens, not Centeo. It was in the bread basket and just, I don't know if he wasn't expecting it, but that was a killer. I mean, you're, you're basically, you could feel the game starting to change. They were starting to swarm. And I think we were perfectly content with running the ball three times and getting Stonehouse on the field and trying to get it out of there. And we go and we go and fumble anyway, that, that was just, just the dagger. Um, you know, I also saw criticism of the fourth down call uh, early in the game. I think it was second drive of the game was fourth and one had a chance to go for a long field goal there. I don't mind going for it. Um, and I don't, and, and camper hasn't, I mean, he had a great game against Toledo, five yeah. field goals. You know, but he struggled. He struggled his entire career. You know, going yep. into that Toledo game, he was eight for 17 uh, in his career. Yeah, so you're, you're I, also, you're also playing, hey, we're on the road against the number five oh, team, yeah. aren't you? We got to pick up a first down like this. You know, and they did. I mean, they had freaking 11 guys in the box. <laughs> it was going to be tough to, I, I wish, you know, I don't, I don't know what you could have, what, what, what you could have done there to run the ball. And, you know, I, what did we sneak? I think we tried to sneak yeah, it there. Sneak. And there. I thought, I thought that's what I would have done. You know, let him find one little tiny seam and get what he wasn't yeah. even a full yard we needed, right? And obviously that didn't work. Um, and I, th I think we had a chance on a fourth and one later in the game, didn't we? Yeah. And, and that thing. time we we did a rollout in incomplete yeah. pass. So you never know. I, I really thought Budmeyer had a – he called a great game. I thought he called a great game. He did exactly what he had to do to to hang in in against a team like that. you got to be able to – no matter if you're going to get – one yard, two yards on a, if, even if you know you're going to get, you have to do it. You have to run some clock. Can't just throw. And we kept the ball away from them for a lot, a long period of time. So that they actually did what they needed to do. Um, and then the other thing was the, the PI call, which was, you know, that, that that's a no call a lot of times. And so for it to happen there, especially, you know, where the back judge was way back at, you know, the goal line and that flag came out so late. Um, yeah. I, I just thought that was, brutal and then obviously one play later they score and they're up a touchdown and that was it so but uh a great showing overall i mean that was we we said going into the game you know mike i, I said with everyone it would be nice to just hang with them for a half and, and have a half to like enjoy the game and be into the game but we got we got all 60 minutes there which was yeah. cool 
Well, so I want to talk about Toddy. I, you know, I want to hand it to him. He has, he's starting to find his rhythm as a runner and he's starting to find his rhythm with that read option and he's picking up yards. And, you know, I, I was on with the Hawkeyes and tall boys podcast last week. And I said, if he's got the speed. If he can find a scene, he can break off 10, 15, 20 yards pretty, pretty easily. And he's starting to do that. He, you know, he started doing that against Toledo and, and we've been seeing that here. He's good on the rollouts. Any pass with that five to seven yard range, you know, that's, that's his, his skill set. Iowa won because they had the better quarterback. They had the quarterback that could stretch the field and we didn't. And, and you look at that, you know, not just the misplay. I mean, again, you look, you go back to the South Dakota state game. We should have been up 14. Oh, our first two possessions. We had Dante right open twice on the seam and, and didn't even come close to completing them. That, that changes that game completely, you know, perfect play call, perfect trick play with the, uh, double reverse flea flicker and McBride's wide open and, and we don't get it to him. That's going to hurt. Now, Toddy's a great game manager. Again, he's improving in that he, he's, his read option is in, improving, but when it comes down to, to a game, like, like the Iowa game, you have to be able to stretch the field. You have to, and we can't do that right now. Yep. I, I think we're going to, I think we're going to win some mountain West games. Actually, we got eight to go. It wouldn't shock me if we win five or six Mountain West games. But against better opponents that pick up on our schemes quick, if we can't stretch the field, we're not going to win. That was one thing that worried me when I heard at the beginning of the year when we knew that uh, Vilecki went out and they said, well, we now have to take care of our starting quarterback. And that may mean we don't run him as much. And I knew that could be a problem because he hadn't previously shown that he is a accurate passer that can hit those plays. And if he's not adding that secondary dimension to his game, which he didn't in the first two games, they did not try to move him around and run the ball, uh, have him, you know, they didn't do that a whole lot. Um, but I think in these last couple of games, they've realized that <laughs> we have to risk it because this is, this is our one chance to move the offense to, to, to use that other weapon of his, his feet. So, um, all right. So good stuff, Mike. Um, I want to touch on real quick here. Um, to me, this is absolute craziness. I cannot believe that it looks like it's potentially coming to fruition. I mean, there's reports that the that CSU and Air Force could join the to could agree to join the AAC as early as next week. Um, I think we're on opposite sides of the fence on this. I have my reasons, but I'll, I'll let you have the floor and, and talk about why you think that moving to the American athletic conference is a good move for CSU. First of all, I'm not overly excited about this. Um, the move to the AAC, I can get behind, you know, we're, we're, I, I don't want to say we're stuck but, you know, we've had these conversations with Joe plenty of times. He is always talking to how, how many ADs, how many schools has he, has he worked at? And he's always talking to them. For us to make this move, it's, it's because 
it's because it's going to put CSU in a, in a better spot. Uh, you look at that uh, athletic uh, article, an unnamed source said that there's just no trust in, in Commissioner Thompson. And I agree with that. You know, we had a chance, we had a chance 10 years ago to bury the Big East. And we gave them a lifeline. We, we sat on our hands when we lost TCU, Utah, and BYU. Instead of going after them, we stayed put. And then the WAC tried to poach us, and, and we took out the WAC. But we could have went with Tulane and Tulsa and Houston and SMU and built. I mean, that takes out the, the Big East right there. There's no, there's no AAC at all if we do that 10 years ago. And we didn't. He's reactionary. He's not, he's not, an, he's not an envisioner. He's, he's not a dreamer. You know, we didn't bring TCU in to start the conference. We went with eight. Took UNLV over TCU. What has TCU done since then? Just destroyed Conference USA destroyed the Mountain West, and now, honestly, they're going to be the best team, the most recognizable team probably in the Big 12 now with Texas and OU leaving. You know, and he just, just seems like every chance that he has, that he has had to make the Mountain West bigger, better, he hasn't done it. He hasn't done it. And for this move, if, if, if this is true, for this move, it's because it's going to put CSU in a better position. Plain and simple. You know, I I would be on board with this if not just us and Air Force, but if San Diego State and Boise were coming along as well. Because then there's you're not staying in the Mountain West that's going to be obviously not survivable at that point. I mean, that's just not a that's not a good conference at all without the top four teams or whatever. Um if it's just us, or even in the, yesterday, there was all big time Air Force boosters that have come out and said we are vehemently against this move. So are they feeling pressure not to make the move now? You know, it's, I haven't heard anything official from our from our end, but you know, what if we went without them? Even like it just to me, this is a time where where we are better than the American. I mean, right as it would stand, we are better than the American. In fact, I mean, you saw uh, Pat Forty's article the other day um he basically ranked the the conferences top to bottom and he has the mountain west at fifth right now um this year um for the on-field performance ahead of pac-12 and then ahead of the aac which is he's got it as seventh um so you know right now as it is where the conference is performing at least at the top and then you know you take away their top three i wish there was a way we could say hey let's go get their top schools but I don't think that, you know, they might see that as a lateral move on their end. And, um, you know, who, who are you going to target? SMU, uh, Memphis? Those would be the only teams I would be remotely interested in. No, no one else. I don't care about anyone else in that conference. And they've got a $10 million um, exit fee. Are they, would they be willing to do that? Would the Mountain West help them? I, but what I would say, Craig needs to be desperate right now and, and do everything he can to – to solidify our conference, to strengthen our conference and say, hey, don't leave yet. This is what we're working on and go all out, go all out to try and get Gonzaga again. And, you know, do they, do they, is that enticing for them to be in that league without BYU anymore? 
I, I don't think so. I mean, um, they do have a sweetheart deal. Can we give them a sweetheart deal? We did to Boise, make an, make an exception, bring them in for at least a temporary, some sort of temporary arrangement. Hey, for the first five years, we'll do this for you. And then, you know, we go back to even and what, whatever it may be, you got to go, uh, this is, this is life or death for the conference. Um, I just don't like Mike. I don't like, you know, you and I travel to a lot of road games, you more than me. Um, and I, I like our regional opponents. I like going to Vegas every year. I like being able to drive to four different opponents or at least hop on a 45 minute flight to Albuquerque and, and Logan. Um, you know, I, I just, and, and, you know, I also have personal reasons. I've always had an affinity for the Mount West conference. They used to be a client of mine. We used to do TV communities, do their, their entire marketing campaign for, for over 10 years. Um, they ultimately left us. And once they left us, everything went to crap, but, um, so, um, but, you know, I, I, I do love the conference and I certainly love it more than the AAC. I have no interest in any of those guys. And maybe that could grow on me over time, but I just, I just don't love those far flung schools that we would now be affiliated with, you know, with, if we're not having a Western branch, you know, and I, I think here's what I would love to see, you know, as a last ditch effort for Craig Thompson, I, you know, I, I, well, I think, first of all, you know, I think he's done, I, I think he's done more good than people are giving him credit for over the years. Uh, but has he become stagnant? Probably, you know, he's been there for, for since the beginning, but you know, maybe it's time for the presidents to basically say, Hey, you've done a great service over the last 20 years. Um, how about a nice celebrated retirement for you? And, um, then you go bring in a visionary, you know, bring in some, some new guy with ties to the TV, you know, some big TV executive or somebody who, some, who can start thinking outside the box. Um, you know, and then, like I said, go out all out to try to get a Gonzaga. Um, maybe you can lure Wichita state away from, from the AAC, you know, that now that that conference is damaged. Um, and then now you're really strengthening your, your basketball conference. Um, I thought there was, I can't remember who it was, but someone had a, a cool idea in one of the national media articles, but, um, it was, he basically said, you know, uh, he was talking about the big 12, they should align with some sort of a sports book, you know, and, and create source a revenue source there. Um, I'm thinking even take that beyond that. Well, yes, align with a sports book, but then have, you know, have them create some sort of a in-game betting app that is only applicable to CSU games, put, you know, all these, Hey, was this so-and-so going to get a first down on this play here? You know, those kind of things. And it's specifically branded for the Mountain West. It would bring people don't even care about the Mountain West, bring eyeballs on us to our TV um, arrangement, you know, work on a, a new Mountain West network and, and work out a deal with like a Amazon prime or a Netflix, you know, something because we're, we're not, obviously we don't, we tried that before. I thought the product was great, but the distribution was terrible. Comcast screwed us. Didn't have good, good enough distribution, but, if you could work out some sort of deal for the people who want it, they can access it through one of those uh, over the top platforms. I, you know, it's those kind of things. I think they just need to say, look, this is our plan. We want to do this, this, and this give us a year to do it, you know, stick with us. We're right now the top, the, the top, you know, the, we're the sixth best conference. Um, and I, I just fear like this is a, this is a knee jerk move. Um, but that being said, I know Paul is connected. 
he probably is if he's or not paul joe joe is joe's connected three eighties ago yes <laughs> if he's if he thinks that there's a chance that boise and san diego state are not going to be around in the next couple of years whether that means big 12 or whatever um and he's hearing that from his sources in the big 12 like yes those are our next two targets then that's probably what is prompting this but i don't know well, part of this part of this play by you know, Air Force and CSU to me seems seems like it is a power play. It's to either get Thompson to to make a bold move and and do something and and attack the AAC and, and strengthen the the Mountain West, or to pull San Diego State with them. I don't. I just don't see San Diego State. They're never going to get in the pack in the Pac ten, Pac twelve. I just I just don't see it. The too many politics and and those bigger bigger state schools are just not going to let them in. And I just don't see them. I don't see him getting in the big 12 either. If they would, they would have gotten in this round. It would have made so much more sense for them to, to join than, than a UCF because then you have kind of that Western part with, with BYU, with Provo and with San Diego, as opposed to having such an outlier in a, uh, in Orlando to that. So I, I just don't see them but I see this as either trying to force Thompson's hand into, into strengthening the Mountain West or to bring San Diego State with, with CSU and Air Force. That's how I'm seeing that. Now I agree with everything that you just said, like ways that we can make this more attractive. You know, I was saying before, before the Mountain West's last television contract, do everything to get on ESPN+. Plus. I've had ESPN+, Plus since the start five years ago. And I got it to watch championship, uh, English championship uh, soccer. That's the second, second division in, in England. And I got him to watch Derby County. And since then, just seeing how that product has grown, it's going to be the next way that we watch. You just brought up Amazon prime. That's a great, they are, they are pushing for content content. And I just don't see Thompson doing that. I don't see him having the balls to, to put it out there. You know, we talked again with Joe, the AAC, yes, they, they get more money than the Mountain West, but they have to do their own production costs. They have to do their own production costs. Once you get it set up, it's so much, it's, it runs itself. I mean, during this last year with COVID, at the high school level, you know, high schools are paying – thousand dollars you watch those it's like you're watching in hd i watched every one of my nephew's basketball games it's in hd and the quality is just as good as anything you see streaming you know better than some in fact and it's like why can't we do this i mean this is the future of of sports you know i have the apple tv um 4k box i can watch i could stream four games at once from ESPN, from the ESPN app on that. I mean, someone was like, well, you know, I'm not going to watch it on my phone. You know what you can do on your phone? Cast it on your 72-inch TV, you know? Or you can go do something and watch it while you're shopping, while you're watching your kids. I mean, as, as, as much as you want to say about Roscoe or whatever the hell his name is, the AAC commissioner, he's a forward thinker. He's a pusher. He's a doer. Thompson's a reactionary guy. And so that for me right there, like 
if it, if it really is going to come down to this, I can get behind the move to the AAC. Well, good thoughts, and we'll talk more about this. I mean, we're we're scheduled to talk to to Joe on Monday, so we will see if that continues to uh, be on the schedule. You, you will wonder if if we do have the meeting, if uh, the podcast on on Monday, if we'll be able to talk about much of this. But we will certainly ask and and see what we can get out of him. Um, Otherwise, you know, the reports are saying we could hear something as, as early as next week, which will be just crazy. But Mike, good stuff today and uh, enjoy your uh, your football uh, Ram free weekend. Uh, after this, we we get back into the throes of it for a while and we got to get hot. We got to get hot, man. It's, there's so much negativity right now. that We got to get some wins and get people happy again because it's it's a little ugly out there in, in Ram land. It is. It is. But, you know. I'm feeling good about that San Jose State game. I really am. After what we've seen the last two weeks, our defense is good. Yeah. And, it's, and it's what all of us thought was going to happen, you know, going into the season. And, and it just wasn't there those first two games. A lot of missed assignments, a lot of, you know, lining up in the wrong spots. But we're seeing it. We're seeing yeah. it change. We're yeah. seeing the kids listening and, and learning from that. So, Yeah. All right, Michael. Good stuff, man. Good talking to you. And uh, we will catch up next week. Yeah, have fun in Bozeman. All right. Before we go, let me encourage you to treat yourself to a Mighty River Brewing Company brew. They have 15 beers on tap, including the Riverfest Marzen. Uh, speaking of, Riverfest uh, just concluded last week. You need to make sure you mark your calendars for next year. This is a great event. It's a great way to support them. 15 beers on tap that you can enjoy for $5 on Mondays and Tuesdays. They got food trucks regularly throughout the week and music on weekends. Stop on in and say hi to my man, Dan Miller. He's a longtime Ram Nation guy. Great CSU fan, diehard. And don't forget when you're in there to show Ram Nation on your phone and get a dollar off your beers. Support these guys. They're great guys. Great business and great beer. All right, I just want to thank you all for listening. Thanks, Michael, for his time. Hope everyone has a great weekend. Sit back, relax, enjoy a stress-free, uh, Ram-free football weekend. Thanks for listening. Go Rams.